Welcome to that podcast, episode 99T. Today, Junior. I'm your co-host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, tell the time this. Or not. <laughs> oh, technical difficulties just keep coming. Hawks won a game. They won a series, Jay. They did. They shook the world, Joe. My and God. Uh, our friend Scott Powers at The Athletic uh, gives us five ways that they can uh, keep it rolling against the Golden Knight. Um, do you, I was going to say, do you think that's even possible? But I know the answer is no, because you didn't think it was possible for them to beat the Oiler. To be fair. To be fair. That was without Corey Crawford. Right. All of that was predicated on them not having Corey Crawford. Okay. So they have Corey Crawford. <laughs> they do. Uh, as with hockey, man, you get in the playoffs and a hot goalie can take you a very long way. Um, can they beat Vegas? Maybe. Are they going to? Probably not. But Well, Mr. Powers gave us five, five ways, and I will bounce those off you to see what you think. Okay. First of all, they need to start better, Joe. In the regular season, they were 12, 23, and 3 when they were trailing. That's true. Um, they overcame this twice against the Oilers. Um, I don't think it's sustainable, but again, you don't know. Right. Um, they got to get better on the power play. They were only four of 18. Yes. Not, not good. Yes. Uh, better goaltending. You mentioned Crow. Um, in the regular season, he only gave up uh, 3.67 rebounds in 60. He was given up 5.14. That's not good. During this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane and the Cat got to get going. Kane had one goal with a ton of quality chances. Cat had none, but he's on the second power power, uh, power play unit now. And he cross-checked a dude into the boards. Yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, regular season, he was 10 of 41 in chances on a power play, and 10 goals was the best on the whole team. So there's that, and then they got to get more out of their kids. Colleton, Lander. I will add a sixth. Strowman, Caligula. I know that's not his name, but I just wanted to say it. It's kind of probably. But anyway, um, stay out of the box. You like those? Stay out of the box. I like all of them, but I'll add stay out of the box. Okay. Uh, and they were a bit reckless against Edmonton. They, they're going to have to keep, make sure, make damn sure that they're ready to go against Vegas because Vegas will kill you on the power play as well. So we'll see. Can they win? They have to win four or seven. Can they beat Vegas four of seven? I don't think so. Okay. I see a four, two kind of thing. Four, one, four, two Vegas, maybe. Asked an answer counselor. Yeah. You don't I, think it goes seven. No, I, I can't see it going seven. If it does, do the Hawks have the advantage? If it gets to a seventh game? Yes. Okay. So, cause that means they're playing well. So yes. All right. That means they have a hot goaltender probably. So, um, I'm going to jump to the bear. Our good friend Adam Johns. Bears. And uh, this is go ahead and listen to that Hogan Jans Pam Gast. That's right. Um, Johns was saying that the Bears are lucky to have Danny Trevathan during this time because yeah. he's a huge cheerleader on staying safe from the Rona. Yes. Uh, letting everybody know, hey, if you're not doing this, we're not playing. So fucking do it. 
he he's become the authority. The bad jag. And you know, their point being that it, it's a lot better coming from you know a captain on the team than it is from a coach or a trainer because you're gonna look at those guys and go, yeah, whatever, you don't know. I'm a machine, motherfucker. Um, Bears didn't replace Eddie Goldman, who opted out, and no shade here nope. at all. Mm. Totally get it, especially playing nose guard. Amen to that. I mean, yeah. But uh, so they, he did, they didn't replace him, but they're banking on platooning with uh, Nichols, Anderson, and Jenkins. For sure. How do you feel about that? Uh, not as good as if he played, obviously. Okay. Um, will they be good enough? Probably, yeah, I would think so. Um, but with Eddie, with losing Eddie Goldman's a pretty big loss. True, Seven. a bigger loss than Jordan Lucas, who is the other cat that opted out. Right, yeah, so safety the, special teamer. Yeah, um, you guys opt out, and then I found out that there's two levels of opting out. Apparently, okay. There's voluntary, and then there's high risk. So voluntary is I'm out. I'm not like I believe like Eddie Goldman just went deuces. I'm out. Right. Um, and then those people get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the year. That's it. It's all the money they get, and they do not accrue a year of service towards free agency. Oh. Okay. But if you're high risk, like if you have diabetes or you have asthma or, can- or like you're a cancer survivor or whatever, you get a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars stipend. And service time. Okay. So. Now, but high-risk guys, when, like your team makes the playoffs, you don't get a, a cut of that dough. Okay. 350, that's it. I, okay. Uh, 66 well, players opted out. And then three teams, the Charger, the Falcon, and the Steeler had no one opt out. Hmm. kind of weird but the bears lucky i mean only two people did one of them was a pretty big one though I mean, yeah, you go right but, um, special teamers can be you know it is what it is dime a dozen sure yeah you know it's funny when you mentioned high risk um the first thing i thought of is not so much you know immune system or you know being susceptible to it more so like the amount of time and the close proximity right I mean, Eddie Goldman, in my mind, would be much more high risk than a special teams player that might get six snaps, oh, eight huh. snaps a game, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, Eddie Goldman's out there probably 70% of the time. Sure. Most of them getting double teams, so there's two people coughing. Yeah. Sweating on them. Yeah. And, and knowing cats from the NFL, because I don't, and I watch movies, you just imagine that you know people are going to be spitting and coughing and doing oh. everything they fucking can in there just to gain an edge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so Tashawn Gibson and Dion Bush are going to get uh, boosh, boosh, boosh. Jordan Lucas's snaps, which I guess is okay. I mean, Dion Bush is a perennial special teamer, yeah. and sometimes a safety that gets burned. Um, you thought Foles is looking like an even better choice now with uh, like zero practice time or I'm sorry, zero preseason um, time. I mean, the it, fact that he's already familiar with Nagy's offense. A bet's a bet. But uh, the problem without snaps, like real snaps, like right. Get snaps in practice, but it might work to Nick's disadvantage. 
Um, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, knowing the plays and having timing with a uh, specific guy are two different things. So, but still the point that Johns was trying to make is that Bridgewater and Cam Newton would be at a bigger disadvantage because not only wouldn't they have that, but they would also have to learn a brand new offense, which he highlighted uh, Tom Brady saying, I haven't had to learn an offense in like 19 years. He's like now, so not only do I have to keep my body in perfect shape, my mind is getting totally taxed yep. on learning, you know, Bruce Arians craziness. Exactly. Um, Good luck. <laughs> Roquan is uh, looking good after the peck injury. Um, should be a force to be reckoned with. The reason why I bring this up is the coach mentioned, uh, he asked us if we would trade Roquan straight up for uh, Quentin Nelson, the uh, – top-rated O-lineman yes. in all of football. I said probably, yeah. Joe said probably yes. Um, yeah, which leads again to the biggest question mark, not only for the Bears, but really for the NFL is everybody's offensive line. Yeah. I mean, the Bears more than others because they were like ranked 21st, I think. They weren't good and they lost arguably the best lineman they had, retired. So, I mean, it's like... Correct. Well, claims he was fired, but six and one half doesn't deal. He's no longer with the team. That's the point. Yes. How he's not with the team is kind of up in the air. But, but yeah, he's not there. Again, so, no preseason uh, can be a problem, I think. Could be problematic. But we'll see. We will see. And they've got, but they've got new people to tweak it or to play around with it. And I, I thought Castillo's approach was kind of interesting. He broke it down and said, first, everybody needs to know the rules, right? He's like, if they have the rule, it doesn't matter what front they put up there you know where you're supposed to go. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but it matters less. Then he said that they're going to um, focus on protection specifically because that's what I'm, I was wrong. That's where the Bears were 21st was in pass protection. I think they were 29th overall. Yeah, they weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, he, and the, but the third, his third is fundamentals. And that's, this is what I was going to ask you. I mean, if you're going to break things down that way where it's rules first, and I get that, right? Again, no matter what they throw at you, if you know where you were specifically supposed to be, it doesn't matter. Um, but then, you know, pass protection, obviously different. And then, but fundamentals. And I guess that apparently the Bears had been sending the coaches tape of themselves, mm-hmm. practicing at home, yeah. showing the fundamentals. So maybe they have an idea on how, good these guys are going to be when they actually get to suit up and see them. I don't know, but I mean, on paper, yeah, if you do what you're supposed to do, but I mean, like there's so much, you know, tweaks and changes that happen during a game. Like you have to be able to adapt that too. Like you can't just lay back and just go, Oh, I'm supposed to be here. Well, problem is this guy's going that way now. So <laughs> this Justin, <laughs> <laughs> going that way and killing your hey, point. I'm blocking the C gap. There's nobody coming in the fucking C gap, motherfucker. People are getting where I was supposed to be. It's getting murdered. Um, yeah. So that's the other thing. I much a surprise to no one that's listening to this. Um, Nagy was on the John's podcast talking about how good Mitch looks. God, <laughs> just. just Come on, man. And you can't be serious right now. I just, I, it's like, okay. All right. I, 
Sure. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, but honestly, we laugh about it now, but up until this moment, like last year, I heard that. And I'm like, oh, good. Okay, maybe you turned a corner. Maybe, you know, you flipped the switch. Maybe you figured out what it was. Another, another season with that. And we're like, no. no, no, just stop talking about it. How about that? Just say, you know, the quarterback play is good. Sit this one out, champ. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Where's that drop, Tom? Come on. I wish I had the drop. Um, speaking of football, Jay. Yeah. Um, collegiate football. Oh. Chaos. Chaos. It is absolute so, chaos. Let me run down everything and try to make sense of any of it. We'll, we'll see. You're all right. So the eight, I'll try to do it by conference as best I can. Sure. ACC is going to play a 10-game conference schedule with one non-conference game. Notre Dame is included in the ACC, and there's no divisions. So the ACC title game will be just the top two teams. That's it. I don't hate that. Uh, no, I mean, I hate Notre Dame, but... Well, yeah. Uh, Big 10, SEC, Pac-12 are all playing 10 games only conference. That's it. Yeah, okay. Non-conference games. Ooh, excuse me. UConn, who's this year was their first year as an independent, <laughs> left the American Conference, so they're an independent. They bagged it. Of course they did. They're done. They're out. They're, the, they're part of the Humas, though. I know they are. And then yesterday, the MAC, every, the, the entire conference bagged it for the, for the fall. They're going to be yes. in the spring. Anybody that I say bagged means they're not playing in the fall. They may play in the spring, depending on how things work. And then FCS is just a disaster. <laughs> Big Sky, Pioneer, Missouri Valley, Colonial, Ivy, MEAC, NEC, Patriot, and SWAC all bagged for the fall. Well, hold on a second there, pal. I'm, I'm going to hip you to something. Okay. They did. Mm -hmm. they, they moved conference play to the spring. Okay. However, non-conference games yes. are still eligible. Some of them have some. It, it's on a team-by-team -team basis. It is bonkers. Right now, Illinois State and Eastern Illinois are set to play each other in September they're in normal. They're going to play. At Hancock Stadium. And even if everybody played, Jay, the NCAA came down and said FCS playoffs ain't happening. Correct. None. So you yeah. can play, but... Yeah, do, we do whatever you want, but when it comes to the playoffs, yeah. And I believe they also canceled D2 fall sports and D3 fall sports. Okay, and when you're saying cancel, do you mean move to the spring or okay. you? Bagged. Okay, we'll just go with the word bag. Bagged, they're bagged. Yeah, bags. Put my put put it on my shoes. Anyway, <laughs> um, B. Yeah, so no like, good. Exactly. Something like what? Like, F, why are they even bothering? Like if if. If all these conferences and schools and everything else, I know money, I realize if you don't know the answer, the answer is money. Right. But I mean, there has to be a point where you just go, we can't do this, especially the Mac. I mean, the Mac, I read, I read an article somewhere where they said like Northern, for example, right? Uh-huh. They, without income from football, they cannot afford to test their football players. That's what they said. Wow. It's true or not, I don't know. But well like what are you what are you supposed to say to that? Like uh Yeah. You know? 
the um, Illinois State University has gone to almost all online for the fall. And part of their reasoning was the company that they had scheduled to buy the tests from Mm -hmm. apparently oversold what they had or misrepresented the amount that they could have. Surprise there. And uh, so what was initially going to go to them is now going to nursing homes, which, you know, hey, good, good for that. But it's like, you, you didn't see that coming. I mean, I, I guess you can't, I, I guess you can't blame them because yeah. it was set up and in, in place if it would have worked the way it was supposed to. So, but the other thing that pissed me off about that is the people they were competing with to get these tests, mm-hmm. the federal government. Great. Yeah. So we're not helping each other. They're pitting us against each other to, yeah. That's what they want. That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. Before I get any more depressed, let's move on. Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to get off of college football yet. Coach was saying he thought 20% chance that they play. Um, I agree with that. Okay. That's a safe. I mean, they've got first game is supposed to happen in three weeks from yesterday as we record right. this on Sunday afternoon. Right. So they got to pardon my French, but they got shit or get off the pot. Like they got to make a choice at some point. I think his, his feelings there were um, the big 10 and the sec. If they decide to move it to the spring, yep. then that that's going to, that'll do it. Yeah. They need a, they need a prime mover. They need somebody, somebody big to go, you know, what? in the power five. Yeah. We, we're, we're done. We're out. We're not done. And like we talked about before, like, Making these teams travel out of state and stuff is just—it's ridiculous. Dumb. It's dumb. Like I like like the example that coach used and that we used before too is Iowa should be playing Northern Iowa and Iowa State. That's it. Like, you know, they shouldn't be traveling to fucking Indiana or New Jersey, Ohio, or Michigan or anywhere else. Yeah. It's just like, come on, like, get your act straight. You know, get your act straight. Yeah, and you'd think that just keeping it regional like that would would be safer um yeah, not for baseball but uh oh my god yeah so so yeah so baseball um it's great it's nuts hey man this cardinals, cardinals series i has been awesome this weekend great <laughs> on out of the park baseball was great <laughs> rbi actually there you go that's right uh so yeah they didn't play this weekend at all yeah Cardinals, St. Louis, St. Louis Coronas. They they keep digging themselves into a deeper hole because the season's going to end when it's going to end, and they got to play these games one way or another. And with all the technical difficulties that we had launching this cast today, I thought I would have enough time to dig up why teams that have the Rona don't have to forfeit those games. I would. That's a great question. You know, I I I could see. This is all speculation, of course, but I could see Major League Baseball saying, look, it's a crapshoot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to penalize anybody that gets it once, right? Yeah. But if you have to go through this again and miss a series, correct? that's, that's got to be on you. Got to be. I mean, I mean a, a first time it's like, well, who knows who came in contact with who or who brought it to who first, whatever. The Cardinals 
getting penalized here. The teams they're playing are getting penalized. Yeah, exactly. Now they have to play double headers to make up for their shit for the Cardinals bullshit. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the Cubs are 10. And but, but, and the, the, the thing that stuck out to me most was how winning percentage wise, the Marlins are like in first place. You know, who has the best record in baseball? playing six games? You know, who has the best record in baseball. Well, it was the Yankees. It is, is not the Yankees. Let me double check my math to make sure that I saw this correctly. Oh, okay. by winning percentage or number of games. Cause like, well, it's gotta be by winning percentage because everybody's playing different amount of games, which is dumb. Which is dumb. Let me double check my. Let me make sure I read this correctly. I did. Okay, I'm correct. Winning percentage. The most wins. Oakland has 11, and the Rockies have 11. So, uh, winning percentage is the Colorado Rockies. They're 11 and three. Wow. One game, a half game better than the Cub at 10 and three. Yeah, the, the National League East is so funny because the Miami is seven and three. They're at the top, and the Braves are ten and six, and they're in second. And they're in second. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, uh, but anyway. So, so the Cub are ten and three, Jay, as we said. Um, but all the COVID kind of crushed their momentum. Yeah. Uh, they well, best, they have two good yeah. hitters. Two, their two best hitters have been Contreras and Hap. So far. Um, yes. Contreras with a 317, 378, 585 slash and half with a 297, 409, 622 slash. Kipnis is killing it, but he only has 16 at bats. So it's mm-hmm. make him the best hitter when he only has 16 at bats. Um, your starting pitching's been good. Man, relief pitch. Until? Yeah. Until you, Darvish, right? No, I was going to say would, was, uh, the, the biggest bomb to hit uh, Chicago this weekend wasn't the Cardinals or Corona. It was uh, Tyler Chatwood. Yeah. Completely shit the bed. After completely dominating the bed. Oh, yeah. The first two games, 2-0. and oh. So much so that I picked him up for fantasy. Yeah. There you go, pal. Oh, boy. Now that you're a gato, yeah, you're going to give up. I think, did he give up six or nine? It was a lot. And didn't get through three. <laughs> <laughs> The reliever's ERA, Jay, your bullpen ERA. Do you want to take a stab? What do you think it is? Uh, I'm going to say 576. Uh, you would be guessing low. Really? Yeah. The reliever's ERA as of right now is 7.30. 7.30. Okay. OPS against is 918. So not only giving up hits, they're giving up big hits. Yeah. But again, you guys are 10-3. So, I mean, it's... Yeah. Is it sustainable? I don't think so. If with a relief put like that, you're going to no. a lot more games that way, but they're 10 and three. It's yeah. Like, how do you, do, yeah. You know, and again, maybe smoke and mirrors with Chatwood. Maybe it was with Alec Mills too. I don't know. Although but he's Lester, had three quality starts. Pardon me. John Lesta. Yeah. It's great. He's been yeah. really good, so, but I mean, he, uh, any word when uh, Quintana's going to be back? Yeah, he um, he had a bullpen session. Oh, good. Last Thursday, okay. um, I it was. I wanted to say two weeks. They expected him to, yeah, maybe take it. And does uh, anybody know if he purchased a dishwasher? <laughs> or no, we don't know yet. 
or if it was a quality knife that couldn't go in the dishwasher, and that's why you did that. True, that's true. We have a couple of those here. So, uh, yeah, the socks are eight and seven, Jay. Um, yeah, got smoked on a bullpen day yesterday, seven to one. I took a chair shot. Yes, you did. The dome. Eight you and a half. Maybe over eight and a half, and it was seven to one. Chair shot. Wow. Um, tonight though, tonight, my friend. Yeah, with no Cub Cardinals as your uh, Sunday night game. White Sox now, and it's Giolito and Bieber. Mm. Want to watch a, a good old-fashioned pitches duel? That's going to happen tonight on, on ESPN Baseball. Hello, uh, the American Le- uh, they're leading the American League in hitting. Jay, the White Sox are two sixty-six. They have five guys hitting over three hundred. Wow. Uh, one small problem: they are second in the American League in men left on base, <laughs> mm. one hundred fourteen. Uh, the Astros are the league worst 117 because they're out of garbage cans. Uh, I see. Starting pitching has been not great. It's been erratic at the best. The back end of the bullpen has been great. Uh, but Aaron Bummer uh, was pulled. He, he hurt his uh, uh, arm. I don't know what, exactly what his shoulder or his elbow. So that could be a little ding to the old, uh, the old chink in the armor. But the, the back end, Evan Marshall and Colome have been great. And Bummer's been great until he got hurt. And Ross Detweiler also great. Um, yeah. Then uh, Nick Madrigal dislocated his shoulder, <laughs> and the funniest part about it was he slid feet first, yet still dislocated his shoulder. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sliding in the third, and like as soon as he landed, he fa- started favoring his right arm, like he dislocated it or something. Mm. Yeah. So he's out. The great. Danny Mendick has been filling in, and Lurie Garcia has been filling in as well. Um, Tim Anderson should be back shortly. Mm, probably, I'm going to guess, Monday or Tuesday. He's been out. Oh, got a groin. Mm. Oh. So he's been on the IL, the 10-day IL. But he should be back shortly. So hopefully that will help the offense a little bit, get their mojo back and start driving in some runs. Hey, I saw my guy Nicky Stakes went deep last week. Schaumburg or – Hey now, he isn't Schaubert, by the way. No, yeah, no, he was with the big club. He had had a home run for the big club. Seeing now, oh okay, now today, yeah, he was okay. He was practice or taxi squad. He was on. He then they brought up Mazzara, they activated Mazzara, and then sent him down to Schaubert. But he did. You're right. He did play in a major league game. He did hit a home run. We'll give you all of that. That is all true. But no longer true. He he gone. NBA, oh, Joe. NBA, we're kind of, by the way, in case you didn't notice, we're speeding this up a bit because of our technical difficulties. Our window to record today is quite small. It is. It's we. Gremlins are invading right now, but Bastards. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put a, hey, Fred, we got a 10 pound show and a five pound bag. Fred, get the gremlins. Hey, Fred, stop the gremlins. Where's, where's Kenny from the crank? You can. Uh, <laughs> NBA, Joe. Yeah, the NBA. Um, all I got to say about the NBA is the East is locked up. Yeah. And um, basically the West is up for grabs. What I thought was interesting is um, Clippers players said yeah. that the Blazers could easily beat the Lakers. Ooh, really? However, they've got to make the playoffs first. <laughs> Correct. If they get it first, then they might be able to beat the Lakers. But until then, so, Fighting for that eighth seed are the Blazers, the Suns, the Spurs, the Pelicans, and the Kings. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a whole lot of poop. Yeah. 
And by the way, this broke on Friday, Thursday, Friday. Joe Cowley broke it. Ooh. Did you just hear about this? The bright one. Apparently. Boylan will be back as the head coach. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Because of, quote, financial considerations. Okay. So you're telling me that a $3 billion basketball team mm-hmm. can't afford. I understand they're paying a couple coaches right now not to coach for them. I understand. True. Fine. Mm-hmm. But if you want to bring in the clean slate and you hired a new GM and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and you said it's a new day in Chicago, you can't keep this dude. You cannot keep him. He has to go. That's it. End of story. He's got to go. And if you keep him, you're sending the message to players that it's the same old situation. Yeah, man. That is not a clean slate. That's Meet not the new boss. You're sending, exactly. You're sending the players and any potential free agents or anybody the same message that has been sent for the last 10 years. That this is the way it's going to be. And you're going to have some dude who doesn't know how to coach in the NBA as a head coach being your NBA head coach. Good luck. May the force be with you. Now, Again, and this is, it's all semantics. You are saying for the 2021 season, correct? 21 22 season, mm-hmm. Boylan is going to remain the Bulls head coach. The season that will start probably in November. Okay. Because usually it starts in, well, no, it usually starts in November ish. Right. But November, December, whenever they decide to start playing the 20. 20, 2021 season. Yeah, but we're already done. I mean, we're normally through the finals by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so. NBA finals interrupts NBA preseason. Yes. I, I agree with you. That was, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. It was all hilarious. Interrupts NBA Summer League. Correct. That's right. Um, but it's just a matter of, like, it's just the message you're sending as a franchise is the wrong message. It's, it's, it's not right. Just not right. It is. I, I agree with you 100%. I just, and you know whose reaction I want for this? I want no shat because he has been on the tallest soapbox he could find saying from Bulls insiders. Boylan's gone. Boylan's gone. Boylan's gone. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Everything I've heard, everything I've been told is no, that they're keeping him now, but he won't coach next year. I've heard has been that that he's he had no shot. Well, Cap, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Well, yeah, and I, Cali's got to have better information, right? Yeah, Cali's got to. Yeah, I mean, he's the beat guy. Right. He's he's like one of the few beat guys left. Yes, because Casey Johnson is now with, with NBC Sports Chicago. He doesn't. He's not on the trib beat. I mean, he, he probably still has pe- these people who know people. I would imagine. Right. I mean, like Terry Boers could still make a phone call and find shit out, but. That's right. From his palatial estate in Florida. Yes. <laughs> I, believe that's where, I believe that's where he lives now. I believe he's... Re- really? Well, yeah. Didn't, didn't he have a place down like around Tampa? Maybe. He might have. Because I remember him talking about going to Rays games. Wow. In uh, the lovely Trop. Good luck with that. <laughs> no shot. Tell me no shot. Yeah. No. And honestly, why, why would you go... I mean... So he left, uh, where was he living? Uh, Mokina. Mokina, that's right. So he's like gone for good. It's packed the bags. I believe so. 
Peach and I are moving south. Yep. I believe that's what happened. Okay. I believe. I mean, I could be wrong. But... I wonder what happened to the Shriners. I don't know. It's a good question. And the monkeys. They had to go. <laughs> they're still in the basement. <laughs> I mean, I realize they have a condo probably now, right? On the right. Beach. They had to go with them. They had to go with them. Man, the Shriners especially. Sure. The poor guys are going to starve if, you know, if they're left in Terry's garage. What are you <laughs> supposed to fucking do? Eat mice, I guess. I mean, I don't know. What do Shriners eat? I've never been a Shriner. Don't know. Can't help you there. No. Oh, my God. Uh, anything uh, on internets, Jay, that you've been... Uh, well, not so much the internets, but the wife and I um, watch Greyhound, the uh, Tom Hanks vehicle that's on okay. Apple TV+. Plus. This is the, the uh, submarine epic? Uh, yeah, destroyer versus U-boats epic. Okay. And it is. I mean, you jump in, like you're like six minutes in, and you're kind of like heart racing until it's over. Wow. It's that... All right. I mean, it's like it's a battle scene that lasts an hour and a half. Whoa. That it spans over two days, but you're just like, oh my God. And at one point, Terry and I are watching it on the big screen and uh, like we're looking like to try to spot subs, right? The, everybody's looking out the window and they're, you know, they're looking and finally I'm like, if they're underwater, what are we looking for? And she goes, I don't know. And I'm like, like an antenna or like a, a break in the waves or, I mean, you, by the end of the movie, we learned how to spot like torpedoes and how those things would break in the water and whatever. But it, in the, like toward the beginning, I'm like, what am I looking for? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. What, I can't. I don't know. We were that in it. It was, it, it, it's good. I mean, it's a Tom Hanks vehicle, man. What is it going to be bad? No, it's not. No. So, uh, Mine, Talk to me. What do you got? Mine is, um, and I'm really sorry. I don't remember the name of it, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix series and it's talking about um, the mob in the seventies in New York. Okay. Told from the FBI point of view. Okay. Is it fictional? Is it? No. It's like documentary style. Documentary style with some acting in it. To kind okay. Of the picture of what they're trying to get across okay reenactments if you will yeah some reenactments that's the best way to put it yeah for sure but it, it's mainly from the guys that did the work in the 70s and the in the 80s to bust uh bust up the new york crime families five the five families okay and it's not like american gangster or no. anything no. like that you think it's new it's it's new okay yeah, yeah 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 it's a netflix original so it's definitely new I was trying to help the kids. I'm on the old uh, Netflix, Netfreaks right now, trying to figure it out. Mob, mob boss, or mob, I don't remember what it's called. I apologize. I came ill prepared. And the funny thing is, I did all this research for the sports stuff, but I couldn't remember the fucking name of the Netflix show. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how this podcast and I roll, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, friend of the show, Jay Shunk. Yeah. Um, put broken record back on my radar and i believe you're the one that hit me to that like months ago right broken record the rick rubin podcast oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. his bowl was on there once yes yeah. um and that's what i mean chunk told me everybody he's heard has been fantastic yeah for sure and then the my uh, desktop wallpaper on my computer here is jason isbel and rick rubin oh nice yeah so you have this you know, freshly cut southerner dapper somewhat and Rick Rubin. <laughs> he's just 
hair and beard everywhere, except the top of his head, of course. He's got the whole. Yeah, and we, I think we've talked about this on the cast before, but the, uh, the Avett Brothers documentary yes. where he's dancing around looking like Sid Barrett yes. during the uh, Wish You Were Here yes. exactly. recording. Because it's just like, oh, man. Yeah, I know. But yeah, definitely Rick Rubin's podcast, Broken Record, is fantastic. Highly recommend it. Very much highly. For those we've talked about on this podcast before, it's weird. Right now, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> which is weird. Well, yeah, because you're not driving to work. You said that's normally where you listen to them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just don't. I'm going to try next week. I'm going to try to start listening more while I'm working. Now, are you going in now? No. Okay. Nope. Still at home. Still working from home. Okay. Now, was, I thought there was a time where you were like going in like like a day or two a week or something. I went, I went in once. Oh. Because um, I, had, I had work to do and there just too many distractions here and I had to get this work done. So I went in. But since then, no. I haven't, I've not been back. No, the office is like, no, mm-mm. don't come in. So. Are you at a point now where um, it's normal? No. Okay. So you're still getting up and doing your drive and mm-hmm. trying to keep that routine. I'm doing my best to not sit in this chair for 12 hours a day. I have failed miserably the last two weeks. I think I've worked almost 120 hours the last two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the problem is that I can sit in the living room on my phone, on Twitter or whatever, and have on whatever on the TV, but I get bored. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to be bored, I might as well do something. And the only thing I end up doing is working because sure, you know, whatever, just to not be bored (laughs) more or less. So yeah, so I ended up working 120 hours last week. I have tomorrow off, so I gave myself an extra day off, which is nice. Good. Don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I can't stray too far from the house because we have a dog. You do have a dog. Doge has to be fed, and the doge has to be able to go outside, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be nice if there was some kind of sporting event that you could go watch and have lunch at the Babes. I mean, I mean I'm going to go, as soon as we're done this podcast, I get it posted, I'm going. Have a little din a little food. There you go golf probably pga championship is fight wrapping up today so got the socks at six so i'll be home by six and do laundry and feed you the got game. any ducats on the socks game tonight joe I might. I might have the white Sox plus one run okay they're they're a dog a home dog for some reason all right against the brewer yeah no tribe oh tribe that's right I mean, they can't, you can't use yesterday's game as any indication of how good or bad the Sox are because it was a bullpen game. Right. They had like six pitchers pitched. But that was against Bauer, right? Uh, no, against uh, – um, that ah, fuck shit. The, the, he's the nephew of um, – why can't I remember his fucking name? Jesus Christ. More technical difficulties. From Chicago. <laughs> I blame Tom. Uh, that's fair. Uh, it's Zach Plezak. Oh, yeah. Danny Plesex. Plesex nephew. Yeah. Yeah. It, Ozzy told a story, something about something, and he, he told Plesex to meet him in the parking lot or something. And Plesex's out. Now, apparently, Dan Plesex is like 6'8". He's oh, I don't jump. think I ever knew he was that big. And Ozzy's like, oh, I just want to say hi, and then walked away. <laughs> nice. 
I love Ozzy. I wish he was back in baseball for real, but he's not. So he's on the MLB, right? Oh, you mean he does the Sox pre and post? Oh, okay. BC Sports Chicago. Hello. Oh, we didn't talk about that. We can talk about that real quick to wrap up the podcast. Sure. Uh, firings at NBC Sports Chicago. Wow. Including Loho. He go. No. Yes. He go. He's gone. Uh, Leah Rahimi. She gone. Yeah. The lovely. They were buddies. I know. Leah Rahimi's lovely and talented. Yeah. Uh, they ended Cap's show. I think they signed Cap to a big deal, so Cap ain't going anywhere, but they ended that show. That's okay. Show. They got rid of that. So things are changing at the old NBC Sports Chicago. That's terrible. That was because um, Lawrence would do Bears pre. No, he would do Bears post with with like yeah, players, right? Yeah, with Olin Krutz and Lance Briggs. And, yeah. yeah. Not anymore. Nope. He go. He got fired. That's trash. Yeah, I think he talks about it on his latest Loho, House of L. Daily or House of L? I believe he talks. Okay. He's not mad. Like it's, it is what it is. What it is? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? They whacked him. They fucking whacked him. What are we gonna do about it? Look at you watching a show that I still can't find. Well, this—that's from Goodfellas. No, I know, but you were doing your gangster oh. thing, which made me think, why am I sitting here staring at? They fucking whacked him. There's nothing we can do about it. They whacked him. Oh my gosh. It's about that time. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. He's looking at me, shaking his head, holding his, shrugging his shoulders. He doesn't have it queued up. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this quick episode of It's That Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash it's that pod. We are on Twitter. I'm at Triple Indies. Jason is at J the Letter. <sighs> the letter. Shirley. You can email us, joe at it's that podcast.com or jason at it's that podcast.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Alexa. Just by saying, hey, Alexa, play it's that podcast. Who'd play it now? Rate, review, and subscribe. We thank you guys for doing that. Don't go. Yeah. Just click, 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 click. I'm ready to go. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Look at that podcast. Fuck the Packers. Fuck the Packers. Cardinals. And the Coronas. Jesus. Get your shit together.